Welcome to Hope Community Church's Sermon of the Week. It's our prayer that this message will encourage and equip you to love like Jesus. To learn more about Hope, visit us at hccalive.com. Now enjoy the message. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Hope Community Church. Uh, my name is Joshua Meyer. I'm an elder here, a newer elder here at, at Hope, and, uh, and welcome to Good Friday service. Uh, there's a verse that I've been thinking on a lot this, this past couple weeks, and um, it goes like this, Proverbs 21, 31, excuse me, um, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory is of the Lord. And I've been prepared, I've, I've done, I guess, like my, my homework, and I've prayed a ton about this, and yet I don't even know what I don't know, you know what I mean? So I feel prepared in a sense, but I also, I'm totally relying on, on God for the victory. So, yeah, amen. Um, so that's kind of been my prayer and definitely my, my stance on this. Um, and not only that, I'm going to rely on God for the victory, but I'm also going to let him define the victory, if that makes sense. So whatever he, however he wants to call it a win, he's going to call it a win, and I'm just going to um, watch it happen. So a couple things I wanted to, to talk about. Um, the, the title of this sermon is Salvation is Simple Because of Good Friday. And within that title, I'm going to look at um, really three things. They all start with G's so I can remember them. Uh, good Friday, Golgotha, and then good, bad, and God in the middle. So um, before I get too far in a, <laughs> into the sermon, let me pray. Father, thank you for Good Friday, and thank you for what this, this day means to us. Help us to see it tonight, this afternoon, in a fresh way, uh, myself included. Open my eyes, soften my heart, and um, really, Lord, just thank you for, for this day and, and what it represents. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so first of all, I wanted to talk about Good Friday. And has anybody ever called Good Friday Bad Friday or, or Black Friday. I've done that a couple of times. I did that in small group a couple of weeks ago and like, I'm, I'm preaching on Good Friday. I gotta get the term, the term right. So it is definitely Good Friday. What I wanna ask is why do we call it Good Friday? That's like question number one. Why do we call it Friday? Why is it good? So there's a, there's a verse I wanted to check out in the end of Matthew. Matthew 27, it says this, At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. And then a little lower it says, Jesus shouted out again and he released his spirit. That's actually when Jesus died. And at that moment, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, rocks split apart, and tombs opened. The bodies of many godly men and women who had died were raised from the dead. So I, I read that and I think about that and I think it, literal darkness. The, the sky is, is black during the middle of the day and uh, there's an earthquake and boulders are splitting open and um, dead Christians, men and women, are walking around. Like that's dark, that's black, that's kind of scary if I'm honest and yet we don't call today Black Friday. The other thing is Bad Friday, that's another thing I, you know, Good Friday, opposite of that would be Bad Friday. Jesus died. You know, the main character of the Bible 
from Genesis to Revelation, if you, if you look at it closely, you'll see Jesus is um, intertwined through the whole Bible. And he died on this day, you know. And yet we don't call it Bad Friday, we call it Good Friday. So I'm just thinking, like, why? Why do we call it Bad Friday? I made a list, and it's not complete, but here's a couple ideas of why we're calling today Good Friday. Jesus made atonement for our sins, for your sins, and for mine. He paid the ultimate price for it by dying in our place. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that we might in him become the righteousness of God. Jesus fulfilled 300 prophecies during the course of his life, and as many as 27 on this day, Good Friday, 2,000 years ago. 1 John 2.1 says, My little children, I'm writing these things to you so you do not sin. But if anyone does sin, which I'm one of them, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not just for our sins, but for the sins of the whole world. Here's like a good news, bad news thing. The good news is that Jesus saved the world. The bad news is that he died to do it, and that's what we're celebrating today. And then finally, I wanted to to point out, there's a cool new song, um, it's called Friday is Good Because Sunday is Coming. And I think that just so succinctly sums up that it's sad, it's bad, it's black, but yet it's Good Friday. And we know that, we have a little peek behind the curtain, Sunday's coming. So that's Good Friday, and that's why I believe you know, the title should stick. We should, we should keep calling it Good Friday. Golgotha is the next thing I wanted to look at. And uh, to kind of set the stage, let me read for you this. Bear with me more reading. I can see you talking to the high priest. Peter just denied you. For the second time, one more time, he will deny you. One of the officers smacked you in the face but he didn't understand you were living, breathing grace. But the people would rather see the release of a thief than to know forgiveness and be with the Prince of Peace. And as they scream for Pilate to crucify you, I hear my own voice because every day I deny you. But yet you still bore the cross on your vertebrae, walking to Golgotha, what a display of grace. I see your weakened body beaten, can't keep me from crying. Your cross was heavy, they gave it to Simon. Then you were crucified, they divided your clothes. But before we celebrate Easter, how you died and you rose, 2,000 years ago, slaughtered on that tree, let's take a moment to celebrate and remember what you did for all and what you did for me. So that's actually uh, a line from a song by a Christian rapper named Flame. And I had a chance to see him, um, our church actually, the, the Kids of, of Hope, went to Green Bay Districts 2016, 2017, and I got to see him, and I was the only adult youth leader, you know, rocking out to, to a Christian rapper. But um, that song is really cool, that line, it's a whole verse actually, and it's on my playlist. And I'm, I'm riding my bike, or I'm dancing in the living room with our kids, or I'm I'm working in the garage, and I hear this song, and I'm immediately snapped to Good Friday and to um, Golgotha, and that's what I'm hope. That's what I'm hoping is happening for you guys. You immediately know, like Peter is denying Jesus, 
um, Pilate, you know, is, is being a politician, um, and uh, Simon is carrying the cross for Jesus. So hopefully you're in that, that frame of mind now. That song also um, explains just the, the many different things to look at on Good Friday when I was thinking about what, what I wanted to talk about. You know, really God told me what to talk about, but there's just so much going on. It's chaotic, it's crazy. There was, there were so many really things you could focus on, but what I want to focus on now is um, this little quick interaction between Jesus on the cross and then the two thieves, the two um, criminals crucified next to him. So let me read Luke 23, starting at verse 32. Two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. When they came to a place called the Skull, or Golgotha, they nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one on his right and one on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The crowd watched, and the leaders scoffed. He saved others, they said. Let him save himself, if he really is God, God's Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers mocked him, too, by offering him a drink of sour wine. They called out to him, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. And a sign was fastened above him that said, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, So, you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us, too, while you're at it. But the other criminal protested. He said, don't do that. Don't you fear God, even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, oh, today you'll see me in paradise. So I'll get it together, I'm sorry. <laughs> you should have seen me while I was practicing. I was just weeping all over. So, um, we have good, bad, and God in the middle. And that's what I want to look at now, the, my third G of, of my little talk. Good, bad, and God in the middle. There's an there's a image of Jesus' cross in the middle. Usually it's like the bigger one on top of the hill, and then there's a smaller cross on either side. And we see that thousands of times every Easter season. And what I want you to do next time you see that is to remember that God is in the middle, front and center, where he always should be. Jesus is, I should say. And then he's got a thief on either side of him. And I want you to think, good on one side, bad on the other. And that's kind of strong language. That's kind of like polarizing terms, good, bad. Why would I say that? Well, listen to the script. Listen to the, the text here. One is clearly bad. He's a criminal. He's paying for his actions. He's being crucified on the cross. And he's not only, you know, that's kind of beside the point. On top of all of that, he's mocking Jesus, who's literally dying for the sins of the world. So that, when you see the three crosses, I want you to remember that. The bad guy is on the one side, and then on the, good, the other side we have the good guy. Um, we call him the repentant criminal. He's the thief who still did all those crimes. He still had um, a, a bad past, and yet... I call him good. Why do I call him good? What differentiates the good thief from the bad thief? It says very clearly um, right here in Luke 
It's Luke 4, uh, 2340. But the other criminal protested. He said, don't you fear God. In the message version, it actually says, he says, shut up to the other thief. Like, you don't know what you're talking about, and you're making me mad. So he protested, don't you fear God, even when you've been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. So that, in my mind at least, differentiates the two, and that clearly um, separates the good from the bad, the good thief from the bad thief, because of God in the middle, front and center, where he always should be. So, um, one interesting thing is he addresses Jesus by his first name, you know, the, the good thief, and he looks at him. It says he looks at him. And I'm, I'm imagining there's some pain involved with that. He's hanging on a cross, he's literally dying, and yet he turns his head and he looks to Jesus and says, remember me. And Jesus says, I will. Today, you're going to be with me in paradise. So to kind of break that down a little further, I have like a four-step process, I guess you would say. The good thief, the repentant criminal, he does four things. Uh, he fears God. If you look, um, verse 40, don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? Number two, he admits he's a sinner. He says, we deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. He publicly proclaims Jesus' innocence. I kind of just read that. He, uh, he said, this man hasn't done anything wrong. And then he asks to join Jesus in heaven. And like, how perfect, how simple. Jesus, remember me when you come in the kingdom. And Jesus says, yeah, today you'll be, we'll be together in heaven. So I guess the rub, or, or one thing I want to point out is follow his lead. If you haven't, if you don't know Jesus personally, just follow the good thief's lead. He is assured by Jesus himself that he's going to go to heaven. Why wouldn't you want that? I think you would. So follow his lead, but don't follow his timeline. He's on his deathbed. He's on the death cross, as it, as it is. And he is um, within minutes or maybe, maybe hours of dying. And yet um, he, he's entered into heaven. It says he, you know, he joins Jesus in heaven. So follow the repentant thief's lead, but don't follow his timeline. In the Bible, there's, there's some complicated characters. There's some bad guys. Um, there's some good guys that do bad things and some bad guys that do good things. But this story, it's just so beautiful. It's so simple. It's so short. It's so sweet. A bad guy on the cross, paying for his actions, being crucified, looks to Jesus, asks to be with him in heaven, and then goes over to the good side uh, and, is, um, and is promised heaven. So here's the really important question. What are you? Are you good or are you bad? Do you have a soft heart and open eyes like the repentant criminal? Or do you have a hard heart and closed eyes like the thief who scoffs and mocks and laughs at Jesus? There's a cool verse out of Isaiah 55.6. Isaiah 55.6, it says this. Seek the Lord while you can find him. Call on him now while he is near. Let the wicked change their ways and banish the very thought of doing wrong. Let them turn to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. Yes, turn to our God 
for he will forgive generously. And I love that, those two words, forgive generously. And I think that beautifully sums up you know, what God did for this thief that went from the side of bad to the side of good by asking Jesus to be the Lord of his life and to asking Jesus to, to go to heaven with him. So that's good, bad, and God in the middle. Follow the repentant criminal's lead. Don't follow his timeline. It's really simple. Salvation is simple because of Good Friday. So um, one other thought of hope, you know, and thought of um, God forgiving generously, like I just read out of Isaiah. And a little, a little further down in the story of Luke 23, we come across this, like really one verse. It says, when the Roman officer overseeing the execution saw what had happened, he worshiped God and said, surely this man was innocent. Out of the book of Mark, it says, um, truly this man was the son of God. So this guy's overseeing, he's got some power, he's overseeing all the criminals dying on crosses, and yet he's probably watching this interaction with the, the repentant criminal. He's seeing the sky turn black, he's seeing the earthquakes, and, and he just knows that this is the son of God, this man is innocent. So, <laughs> uh, it's simple, it's beautiful, it's short, it's sweet. And it's right here in the book of Luke and it takes place on the day that we're celebrating today, Good Friday. Here's what I do know. Pastor Jed always says that that's kind of his way of summarizing and bringing things to a close. Here's what I do know. Salvation is simple because of Good Friday. Here's some possible next steps, just to get real practical for a minute. Follow, I kind of already said this, but follow um, the example of the good thief. Turn your life around, um, have that soft heart, have those open eyes, and, and do it today. We don't know, you don't know when you're gonna die. 90, 80, 70, 60, 50, 40, all the way down. We don't know. So follow his example. Do it today. Um, follow those four steps. I'll go through them one more time. Fear God. Admit you're a sinner. Publicly proclaim Jesus' innocence and that he is God. And then ask to join Jesus in heaven. So simple, so beautiful. And then if you say, hey, I'm already a Christian, I know that I'm going to heaven, I've already got that, that figured out, Jesus already told me, today you're gonna be with me, hopefully not today, but you're gonna be with me in paradise someday, then here's my challenge, and it's a challenge to myself as well. Use this text to lead someone to Christ. I'm not that bold, and I'm not that brave, and there's a lot of um, people in my life that I haven't, had this conversation with, but um, it's as simple as just saying, you know, do you know what's going to happen when you die? And for me, I, I usually blame I don't have, you know, a Christian pamphlet in my pocket. I don't have a way to, to walk them through if, if they want to go to heaven. How do I quickly and easily direct them to Jesus, direct them to heaven? It's right here in the Bible, <laughs> Luke 23, those four steps. So. If you already know you're going to heaven, pray for an opportunity to leave, 
pray for an opportunity to lead someone to Christ. Um, don't be afraid. It's really not scary. It's really not that complicated. Um, God's going to help you. Pray for someone to be brought into your life and then pray that God helps you, gives you strength, even gives you the words to say. Be prepared. One really easy way to do that is just highlight these verses in your Bible. Luke 23, it's verse 40 through 43. It's three or four verses. Highlight them in your Bible, uh, or if you have a device and your Bible is on your device, highlight it too, you can do it that way. And just be prepared. Remember what I said early, um, Proverbs 21, 31, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but victory comes from the Lord. Dwell on that, think on that, and just be prepared. Plus, it's really not that complicated. Salvation is simple because of Good Friday. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for the time that we had here to gather on Good Friday. Help us to know in a new way, in a fresh way, that this is good. This day is absolutely good because of the price your son paid. Help us to look forward to Sunday. Help us to have that hope in the back of our mind because Friday's good, Sunday's coming. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Previous messages of our Acts series can be found at hccalive.com. If you would like to partner with us, you have the opportunity to give at hccalive.com as well. Don't forget to subscribe and may we continue to love like Jesus.